Raghubar Bimal Jasu. You're first talking about Shri Ram. You're creating a presence of Shri Ram before you actually recite the Hanuman Chalisa. Because that's what Hanuman Ji is about. I was in the middle of a big road accident. When I opened my eyes, I saw a bus that was coming towards us head on. The only thought in my head at that point was Hanuman Ji. As I met people like Rajarshi Nandi, I realized that story about Hanuman Ji is not just about him. What is Lakshman, Ram Ji's younger brother? Very simple. It's about brotherhood. And when I say brotherhood, I actually mean family. What does Sita Ma represent for me? She represents belief. She had the hope that her husband will be able to come and rescue her. I cannot imagine a better marriage than the marriage of Shri Ram and Ma Sita. Shri Ram is actually a lot more emotionally expressive. जब वो सीता के प्रेम में है, तब उन्होंने इतनी बार कहा है कि त्वया विना स्वर्गम अपीन और रोचिये तेरे बिना मुझे स्वर्ग भी नहीं चाहिए. Hi. I don't want heaven if it's going to arrive into my life if that heaven does not contain your soul. It's the ninth year of running this YouTube channel, and this is a podcast that I've been waiting to create since day one. I hope I'm able to do justice to what my emotions are trying to convey through the screen. I just did a Hanuman Chalisa in my own head before the camera started rolling, because truly, I want to begin this podcast with a Jai Shri Ram, Jai Siya Ram, and then allow the thoughts to flow into my mind through my heart, and then transfer themselves to you and your living rooms. And ideally, I hope that your family is watching this podcast with you. I'm not going to go over the story of the Ramayan in today's podcast because that I believe. is either your own job to go through the story to understand the nuances a little bit or it's the experience that you're supposed to go through with your own family members the reason i'm building this podcast is because the ramayana is a story that i heard in my childhood that stayed with me that helped me in my adult life and truly speaking you can pick up the productivity hacks you can pick up the business skills from the internet in the modern day but the value system that you require to actually flourish in your career and in life in your relationships as well that value system is what you can gain from bhartiya culture that's the big gift of our land they say that the next two decades are india's decades what i truly believe is that it's a possibility so i'm going to be talking about aspects of the ramayan from a very personal perspective it's going to get very very emotional but i'm going to tell you about how this story and the characters have helped me in my own career my own life my own relationships i hope that this episode becomes like kind of a fruit that anyone can pick from the tree that is trs i'm going to talk about human values and learnings beginning with my absolute favorite hanuman ji the person you see around me we recently had rasraj ji maharaj on the show um they say that there's a wave of hindu renaissance and bhartiya cultural teachings that's just spreading across the world right now the origin point the nucleus is the subcontinent but it's spreading all over the world because rajarshi nandi my mentor in my spiritual journey tells me that it's the will of the deities and this deity is 
supposed to be one of the most powerful deities in our times that's why he's a chiranjeevi that's why they say that he's still alive in physical form but they say that the easiest way to ensure that hanuman ji shares the same physical space as yourself is to celebrate the ramayan is to read out the sundarkan is to just say jai sri ram through your heart because as i learned by talking to rasraj ji maharaj hanuman ji is one of those gods that doesn't like being praised but he will praise lord ram and sita ma with you if you're praising them from your heart that's the first lesson that you should know about hanuman ji while you see the muscles you see the power and his ability to pick up the gada what you really need to learn is true devotion and humility they say that when you pray to a particular deity in hinduism you gain that deity's qualities and for me yes hanuman ji has been the reason i've gained emotional mental and definitely physical strength throughout my life when i was a kid my mom handed me a hanuman chalisa and she told me that in my astrological chart there's a big presence of shani and shani is not really a negative deity it's just a deity that creates some kind of challenges in your own life's journey creates a lot of tests and they say that if you are truly connected to hanuman ji hanuman ji is kind of able to be your co-pilot along life's journey and that's what i've truly felt especially in my childhood i remember picking up the hanuman chalisa when i was 9 or 10 years old and the day i began reading it simply reading it there was a wave of self confidence that took over my head and this could totally be placebo this could be something that my head was lying to my soul about but the truth is that it worked 9 years of running this youtube channel building four businesses going through so many ups and downs in life going through so much pain in life going through a pretty tumultuous childhood the constant has been that hanuman chalisa jap it's been the core of what i choose to do and for those of you who don't know about the hanuman chalisa lots of people consider it to be the most mainstream indian prayer it's not even written in sanskrit it's written in avadhi but there's power in those words because they say that the person who wrote it tulsidas was guided by hanuman ji through the language of avadhi in order to transfer what hanuman ji wanted to say about himself it starts with the following paragraph shri guru charan saroja nijman mukru sudari barno raghubar bimal jasu jodai kufalchari buddhi hintanu jani ke sumiro pavan kumar bal buddhi vidya dehu harhu kales bikar inviting hanuman ji raghubar bimal jasu your first talking about shri ram you're creating a presence of shri ram before you actually recite the hanuman chalisa because that's what hanuman ji is about first and foremost it's about devotion second it's about your own internal strength to protect devotion and third it's about humility that's what you truly learn about hanuman ji when you go through the whole ramayan when you understand the story if you're someone who still doesn't understand the story of ramayan in its essence i would point you towards the japanese anime of ramayan which has become the imagery of ramayan in my own head and it's a great way to introduce the ramayan to western audiences that animated ramayan that they showed on cartoon network almost every single weekend had a huge impact on my life and there's this one scene from that anime where in the story of the ramayan um ram ji sends the vanar sena the army of monkeys in all four directions but he sends a unit in the direction of the south 
that unit had someone called jamwant it had someone called angad and it had someone called shri hanuman they reached the tip of india which i would assume is kanyakumari of the modern day and at this point all hanuman ji knows is that he loves shri ram that's all he knows about himself he knows he's capable but he doesn't know how capable he is that's a key point that affected my own mentality when i was growing up and that scene shows you how jamwant who's kind of the older general in the army reminds hanuman of his own internal abilities he tells hanuman that you know what in your childhood you had once swallowed the sun but you don't remember this in your childhood you were able to do all these heroic things that you don't remember because you were so powerful that the gods clouded your own powers from yourself but if you really try to remember what you are you'll be able to jump across the ocean not fly just jump across the ocean and get to sitama in lanka later on as i kept podcasting in life and as i met people like rajarshi nandi cyber zeal goranga das prabhu all these insanely powerful spiritual humans i realized that that story about hanuman ji is not just about him it's the story of all of human capability at different levels from a spiritual perspective it's about the so called siddhis ashta siddhi nonadhi ke data it's a line from the hanuman chalisa the eight siddhis in indian culture they say that when you truly embrace your chase for god shri ram what ends up happening in the process is that you're able to unlock your own mystical superpowers that are already present inside you but first and foremost you need devotion second you need internal strength third you need humility and fourth someone just has to tell you you need a jamwant to tell you that you know what that's your origin point that's where you come out from this is how i was told this particular story i remember being a pretty below average student in school and that truly bothered both my parents who were top doctors so they were academics kind of bothered them that this kid is quite smart really naughty but can't sit in one place and study but at that point i started reading hanuman chalisa and i was left with even more energy but a lot of self belief i knew that i'd be all right in life they say that anyone who ukhados anything in real life in the real world anyone who's able to achieve anything in the real world kind of knows it when they're a kid hanuman ji believed in himself when he was a kid he just didn't know that he was yet to unlock so many more capabilities and my mom kept telling me the story between the age of 10 to 13 but at the age of 13 i slipped from being below average to the bottom of the class i was in the bottom four or five students in my whole class that hurt my ego a little bit but that's also when three years of my mom telling me the same story really kicked in i watched the animated ramayana again so as a 13 year old i began to work on my handwriting but i also began to put in a lot of time and effort into becoming a better student sitting with my books longer putting in more work uh along with this i got deeper into martial arts and along with these changes i began to recite the hanuman chalisa a little more not from a place of understanding what's happening i just began to recite it a little more because that was my natural need it almost felt like the thirst for getting closer to this energy i was gaining from the hanuman chalisa they say that there's no difference between a deity's mantra and the deity itself 
so when you say om namah shivaya which is a shivji mantra you're not just saying the mantra but you're inviting the energy of the deity to sit in your own heart and then to govern your body your mind your soul and therefore this temporary human life that we're living at age 14 i was in the middle of a big road accident i was sitting on the front seat of a bus where the bus driver almost died it was a school trip i was asleep on the first seat of that bus i've spoken about this on the show um i woke up to people behind me just screaming ah that's how i woke up when i opened my eyes i saw a bus that was coming towards us head on okay the only thought in my head at that point was hanuman ji because this was a year after i made it back from the bottom of the class to not just being at the center but being near the top all i could see was hanuman ji a bus driver at the last moment turned the steering wheel so the bus that was heading for us head on and i probably would have died if the bus driver didn't turn the bus but the bus that was coming towards us head on hit the back of our bus so our bus kind of started skidding and then it hit a tree after these two impacts of the bus hitting the back of our bus and then hitting the tree my first thought was thank you hanuman ji because i was not injured there wasn't a scratch on my body and when i looked up there was a photo of hanuman ji right in front of me right behind where the bus driver sits i'm not making this up i remember this like it was yesterday because this is where my belief really solidified getting back to the jamwan story what happens in the animated drama and jamwan reminds hanuman ji of his capabilities he goes away he meditates something awakens inside him a sense of self belief awakens inside him and he's able to jump across the ocean on the way he kills a demonic force that was haunting that particular part of the ocean he kills that demonic force like it wasn't even there and that's what hanuman ji has given me throughout my life and career that i've landed up exactly where i had to land up and on the way i've killed off both external and internal demons the internal demons are way worse by external demons i mean the difficult situations that life throws at you but the internal demons are way worse anger greed lust what have you there is a power associated with these ancient spells that the world of sanatan dharma calls mantras these are spells but they work when you pour your love into it when you pour your belief into it when a bus that's heading straight at you that's probably going to crush you into nothingness doesn't hit you doesn't even scratch you when i turned around in that accident some friends of mine had cuts on their face forced they to get stitches someone's tongue had gotten cut in half someone's back was injured someone's foot was injured my friends are still dealing with injuries from that same road accident that happened in 2007 they're dealing with it in 2024 and i truly believe that here i am because of this being's energy uh All I remember doing after that bus accident was going to the back of the dhaba that we had crashed near and praying and saying thank you and understanding that okay he is totally protecting me he is with me and one day maybe I'll become a YouTuber and tell the world about it <laughs> that's what's happening now that's Hanuman ji for you as I've moved forward I've learned about Hanuman ji in so much more depth through the show through all these episodes that you guys have seen i've understood that there's a tantric aspect of hanuman ji om han hanumataye namaha there are tantric mantras associated sharpa mantras associated to extract more energy 
from the basket of energy that hanuman ji has left in the physical realm you need to deep dive into sanatan dharma you need to deep dive into tantra to really understand how to connect deeper with the deities but even if tantra doesn't appeal to you take for example the bhakti movement in india take for example places like vrindavan where vaishnavism is prevalent where they pray to krishna where they pray to ram ji where they pray to hanuman ji hanuman ji is already present if they pray to ram ji there when you go to these places where there is no tantra you just spot love around you the kind of bliss you see on people's faces there is incomparable to the bliss that i have noticed anywhere else in the world and i've traveled to japan which i thought was a very peaceful country i've traveled to australia where i thought mostly on a surface level people were very happy i've traveled to europe where people were happy i've traveled to america where people were happy i've traveled all over the world but i've never seen the kind of bliss that i've seen in places like vrindavan when i talk to monks who pray to krishna bhagwan there's a certain bliss in these people's voices that you can sense if you're truly listening to the podcasts and not just hearing them and that's what hanuman ji's been for me as well i've also noticed that you know as a youtuber you need to be very self aware in order to really maximize your own capabilities and maximize the quality of content that you're putting out for the world i've had phases in my career where i've genuinely felt so capable that that capability has turned into arrogance and then i remember the story of the mahabharat where bhim is roaming around in the forest and eventually he comes across a monkey with a really long tail and he says hey monkey move your tail out of my way and the monkey says listen i'm really old i'm not able to move it could you move it for me so bhim tries lifting the tail but he's not able to and it's this old frail looking monkey but bhim's not able to move the tail and then eventually bhim realizes that this isn't any ordinary monkey it's probably hanuman ji both bhim and hanuman ji were said to share the same father which is the god of wind which is vayudev so in some ways they were brothers bhim meets his brother hanuman ji in the forest and hanuman ji tells him you know what bhim my younger brother you're incredible but you've allowed your self belief and your own physical and mental strength to become a source of your arrogance which is why you're never going to reach your full potential so he trains him he mentors him and tells him that along with this physical and mental strength you need to develop a sense of humility very actively you need to understand that even your greatest strengths are outcomes of god the first time messi touched a football he was just able to dribble and messi has said this himself in a documentary that i saw recently it's called captains of the world on netflix highly recommend you watch it you'll get to know a lot about human character messi said that the way he plays football today is the same way that he began playing football when he was a child the first time he touched a football he was a dribbler where did that ability to dribble come from that made him the greatest of all time any talent and strength that you're born with that the world recognizes in you is a gift from the divine and you need to recognize that and you need to be humble about it because the moment you realize that you are nothing but a channel a medium for the divine to act in this bhulok or the realm of earth the moment you realize that you're a medium life just starts working out for you but it's important to touch arrogance sometimes and then allow your deity to teach you what it truly has to teach you this muscular physique is not the only gift of hanuman ji 
the actual gift is humility and devotion that's the root of what hanuman ji stands for the body of the tree is strength emotional physical mental those are things you need to go through life when i've been through the worst moments of life i've gone back to my hanuman chalisa the same little book that my mother gave me i open it up very rarely now i know the hanuman chalisa inside out i know the meaning of it but when i'm at my worst days and worst days happen even at age 30 after all these spiritual podcasts after growing so much both materially and kind of growing spiritually as well i have really bad days i cry often it's a very high pressure job i'm getting scrutinized so much in front of the world i'm growing up in front of the world i'm making so many mistakes i often cry because of my own mistakes because i truly feel that any form of suffering is actually self inflicted it's your choices your decisions that have led to that suffering if not in this life it's your decisions from your past life so my relationship with suffering is changing but the ability to handle that suffering comes from studying and restudying hanuman ji over the years absorbing what that deity has to offer you that's what hanuman ji is for me so the roots are based on humility and devotion and the body of the tree is strength what are the leaves and fruits the leaves and fruits are all the gifts that this deity can bring to you as long as you keep watering the devotion and humility that's what the ramayana is about what is lakshman ram ji's younger brother very simple it's about brotherhood and when i say brotherhood i actually mean family it's not about a male to male relationship it's about the ability to not just give your life for your family but to also absorb the suffering that they are going through into your own veins into your own existence i think that's the beauty of indian culture when i speak to my friends who live in europe when i speak to my friends who live in america of course there's advantages to living there but they say that the greatest advantage of living in india is that there's lesser loneliness here because we have a very strong sense of family where has that sense of family come from in our culture the mahabharat was about a fight within one family but what preceded the mahabharat was the ramayan where when one brother is condemned and sent to the forest the other brother doesn't even think twice he's a half brother but he doesn't even think twice he just goes whatever ram ji does lakshman does without thinking twice we live in an age where brothers cheat on each other for the sake of business for the sake of land sometimes for the sake of money and then eventually you invariably see some kind of suffering in that family because that family has forgotten the essence of the ramayan which is that if your brother is going through any form of suffering you need to join him in that suffering it's a way to almost spread healing does that mean you inflict suffering on yourself no you got to be the protective one even if you're the younger one and that's all that I've gained from Lakshman. I don't have an elder brother. I'm actually the eldest brother in my family. I'm the oldest cousin. Uh and I feel good about that. I feel very protective about my guys and my sisters of course. But there's a lot to learn from Lakshman. There's a lot that I've tried absorbing because honestly to grow in life you're never going to grow a lot unless you grow along with people. It's an African proverb. If you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together i do believe that the core of business when you boil it down to an extremely primal thought both business and accomplishment come out of teamwork you need to have a sense of brotherhood to flourish in life it's the one big career lesson i've learned you know you can watch a zillion useful american and european videos about productivity 
business hacks you can consume the podcast of tim ferris uh joe rogan when he's speaking to elon musk about business you can get all this data and it's very very useful but a unique strength as people who've originated in the subcontinent a unique strength as brown people is brotherhood and i say this even about the pakistanis that i meet in dubai there is a very raw brotherhood you feel with them when you make eye contact and you're able to understand each other in a language that's not english it's an identity of our land brotherhood has been an identity of us family has been an identity of brown people that's what i gained from lakshman i'm not going to expand too much on this thought uh my real relationship with lakshman has been in the moment where you read that story about lakshman getting brutally injured in war and ram ji almost pauses the whole war and tells his main warrior hanuman ji to go to the himalayas and get the sanjeevani booty and then hanuman ji gets the whole mountain that's how i feel about my younger brothers and my family in general that you know how an animal that song sari duniya jala denge i could move mountains for the ones that i love i think there's such a raw masculine beauty in the relationship that ram ji and lakshman bhagwan share but what i truly wish to also talk about is sitama there's so much i want to say about sitama because while we're talking about masculine beauty in that one relationship sitama for me represents the feminine beauty of life and do not think that just because you're a guy you have nothing to gain from sitama's character you know 2 3 years ago if i was doing this exact podcast i'd say that i can't talk much about sita maiya because i'm not a woman myself and i'm not completely able to empathize with her perspective and what she went through even though i view her as my own mother as my own sister as a form of my own future wife that's how i would view sita ma 2 3 years ago and in these 2 3 years i've met so many spiritual beings through the show one of which being shri m who spoke about the process of rebirth and i'd asked him off camera what the biggest misconception is when it comes to rebirth and he said that people think that you're always born as the same gender people believe that you're always born as a male but the truth is that your soul is born both as a male and a female over many lifetimes because you need to experience both those realities and they are slightly different realities there are different kinds of lessons you learn from male existence and female existence that one thought has not only made me so much more empathetic towards women but it's also really forced me to deep dive into my own belief system about praying to kali ma about praying to parvati ma about praying to saraswati ma and about understanding sita ma what does sita ma represent for me she represents the basic human feminine value of pure love and nurturing she represents hope she represents belief she had the hope that her husband will be able to come and rescue her when hanuman ji goes to meet her in lanka he gets her the ring that ram ji has given him she understands that yes her hope actually worked up till this point and if hanuman ji wanted he could have taken her with himself and the war could have been avoided but she had the belief to back the hope that ram ji is going to come to lanka defeat ravan re-establish dharm because she understood what it's like in a rakshas nagari she saw ravan up close she understood the negative presence he had in the world and she believed enough in her own family her own partner her own companion that he would be the reason that dharm or spirituality or positivity 
the rules, the niyams would be re-established. Really trying to understand the relationship of Lord Ram and Sitama has taught me so much about the ideal kind of relationship that one should strive for in this era where open marriage is a thing, where divorces are rampant, where people date so many people, people treat other human beings like options, people cheat on each other, people are dishonest with each other, people lie to each other. There's so much to learn from just studying the relationship of Sitama and Sri Ram. I'm still diving much deeper into learning about Sitama. But other than hope and belief, the third aspect that she represents for me is love. I want to repeat something that I learned from Ami Ganatra on a fantastic Hindi podcast that we had done a year ago. Uh, in Valmiki's Ramayan, there is a dialogue that Sri Ram tells Ma Sita. The dialogue is the following. Tvaya vina swargam api na rochaye, tere vina mujhe swarg bhi ni chahiye. Hi. Without you, I don't even want heaven. If I'm getting heaven, I want you with it. That doesn't just happen. They talk about unconditional love that Sri Ram had for Ma Sita. But it's actually unconditional love that both of them had for each other as an outcome of their relationship, their compatibility, their companionship that gave rise to this kind of pure love. I cannot imagine a better marriage than the marriage of Sri Ram and Ma Sita. I don't want heaven if it's going to arrive into my life if that heaven does not contain your soul. That's the relationship they shared. A relationship is never built out of one person's efforts. It's built out of two people's efforts. That's what Sita Ma is for me. You've got to have your own individual goals. Your partner needs to give you that kind of belief. But at the same time, you've got to have couple goals as well. In my eyes, Ma Sita and Sri Ram, they had a collective couple goal of re-establishing dharma because this is what's beautiful about Sanatan Dharma. They say that in every single universe, Ma Lakshmi becomes Vishnu Bhagwan's companion. As Radhama to Krishna, as Sitama to Sri Ram, in every single universe, in every single timeline, they're each other's companions. That's how I look at marriage. If you look at it with that kind of spiritual depth, it will give you the kind of love that they speak about in movies. It will change your reality in so many ways. You can call it hormones. You can call it simply a rush of oxytocin. But the truth is that perhaps love is something greater than that. And this is what I've learned from Interstellar. When Anne Hathaway is debating with Matthew McConaughey. And Matthew McConaughey is taking a very modern, dry, detached approach towards love. And he says that, you know, love is probably just hormones. It's a human construct to make life more convenient. And Anne Hathaway says, no. Matthew McConaughey says something along the lines of, and I can't remember the exact dialogue, but it's something along the lines of the fact that love makes your life more convenient. And then Anne Hathaway says, but we have love for the people who have died. How is loving them making our life more convenient? What if love is something we're yet to understand? And yes, I deep dive into the neuroscience and biology of love. And it is related to hormones. But then why would our ancient scriptures celebrate love so much? Celebrate romance so much? 
a detached sanatani way of looking at it is that the purpose of romance is to teach you to have love for the divine the love that you feel towards your partner is actually meant to be directed towards the divine and that's how a lot of monks look at life but people become monks not in their teenage or their 20s people become monks before they're born some people's lives are meant to go down that path of monkhood and have that perspective on life that romance free perspective and maybe at some point all of you listeners in one of your future births you'll be born as a monk and you'll be able to only focus on your spiritual journey but now for most of us for 99.99% of people listening to this podcast you're not going to take up monkhood you're going to crave that sense of love the kind of love that shri ram and ma sita shared and there's so much that i am learning about shri ram as i move forward maryada purushottam the ideal man the man who was a symbol of the correct kind of values you need to uphold in life we have a character like that in the mahabharat as well yudhishthir and the story arc of yudhishthir's life is that he was kind of like shri ram but he lived in a different era and eventually with yudhishthir he is conned into losing his material wealth as well as his freedom in some ways and through his story arc he understands that if you're only purely good the evil world will take advantage of your goodness they say that the ramayan happened in the treta yug the mahabharat happened in the later yug which is the dwapar yug at the end of the mahabharat when shri krishna passes away that's the beginning of the kalyug but shri ram existed in the treta yug where you could afford to be maryada purushottam so while i've gained from the ramayan i do believe that we live in very very dark times and from a more practical perspective it is important for your brain to learn from the mahabharat and to understand that if you're only purely good then the evil that exists in the kalyug will take advantage of your goodness you have to be good with a little bit of pikante with a little bit of spice as yudhishthir learned or you need to surround yourself with other warriors your brothers like arjun and bhim to protect you in so many ways but in your core in your heart of hearts you need to be maryada purushottam if you're a human being not just if you're a man you need to uphold the values that sanatan dharma talks about you know i was having a conversation with my mum and i told her that i've realized that in life at age 30 as i've built businesses i find myself being competitive for the first time because i've already understood how to win at life in so many ways i sense that i'm becoming more competitive am i becoming jealous not at all jealousy is an outcome of feeling bad about someone else's results results are never in your hands results are in the hands of the divine if you feel a sense of jealousy because of someone else's results or someone else's gifts then that's wrong but if you feel a sense of competition in terms of okay if that person could do it i know i can one up whatever that person has done based on my own abilities that's called being competitive having trust in your own abilities and the work that you put in for the first time in my life i find myself being competitive and i'm always trying to be competitive with people ahead of me be it in numbers be it in finances be it in fame i'm not even kind of looking at the people behind me you have to look at the next person ahead take inspiration from their process not their results 
understand that there's a difference between jealousy and a sense of competition do you not feel that maryada purushottam shri ram felt a sense of competition when he took on ravan in war was he jealous about the kingdom and the great rakshas army of ravan no he was competitive because he knew that his abilities and the presence of god inside him they say that shri ram didn't know that he was an avatar of vishnu he just was an innocent human mind which actually had vishnu bhagwan in his core everyone else around him knew that he's a form of vishnu he himself didn't know that what is the ramayan really trying to tell us it's trying to tell you that in your core you just need to worry about the process you need to worry about that sense of hard work preparation the right values and be a little competitive if someone has wronged you if someone has brought any form of adharma you don't have to have a sense of hatred towards them you have to just go and get what's yours do it the right way prepare the right way do the right things build teams be a good leader and trust in your own abilities because in your core in your heart if you're maryada purushottam and in your mind if you're absorbing things from tim ferris joe rogan the best of the west you're understanding that the world is not like the subcontinent which is like should they say ghee it's much more pure the world is not like that and there are elements of the evil world in the subcontinent now as well your mind needs to be very mahabharat your heart needs to be very ramayan while i was doing research for this solo episode the one thing that came up was that truly both the ramayan and mahabharata about human suffering and if you go through both of the stories again and again throughout life as you grow older you'll gain more and more from those stories based on the questions that are arising in your heart at different stages i'm thinking so much about the process of suffering at this stage and i've realized that both these stories are about suffering in so many ways there's so many themes but the underlying theme is suffering why does the word suffering give us an element of negative energy in our own life when i say the word suffering to you i ask you a question i ask you what has been the greatest suffering of your life and all of you listeners have your own answers for it what's the greatest suffering you went through a divorce bankruptcy a breakup the death of a loved one the death of a pet rejection failure all these themes are present in both the ramayana and mahabharat and at the end of the stories good wins the war against evil heart of the ramayan mind of the mahabharat this was our ramayan special and i wish i could have also relayed the story of the ramayan to you but that's not my job maybe eventually when i don't know what the right way forward is when my pain in both my mind and my heart crosses a certain threshold all i can do is go back to the 4 year old version of me who heard the ramayan for the first time and the 5 year old version of me who heard the mahabharat for the first time which is why i choose to make this kind of content and which is why i'll end this podcast with two signing off notes the first note is a channel that we parallelly run that not too many people know about it's called raz it's a storytelling channel please subscribe to it explore it a lot of raz videos are my own explorations of these topics of sanatan dharma 
based stories and there's so much more to gain from these stories than just the stories please deep dive the second signing of note is that hanuman ji will be present in your life when you say jai siyara jai shri ram i wish you guys a beautiful year i understand that you're suffering but i hope that you understand that you were sent to this loka bhulok in order to endure the suffering in order to be tested by evil forces and in order to come out victorious and take sita ma back home with you whether you're a man or a woman you need to learn from hanuman ji lakshman bhagwan sita ma and shri ram jai siyara